0: i to buy it. Would you like to come upstairs for some coffee? Oh, no, thank you, sir. So I can't coffee later, mate. It keeps me up. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Sub Zero Coffee Podcast. And today's guest, oh, I'm excited to interview today's guest because I've known him for quite a few years, or a few years now. And, um, and the, the exciting thing about um, the World Coffee Championships this year is that I know quite well two of the three champions, so it's, it's, it's always good when you can interview someone like that because I know some of the personal details and there's some cool stories that we'll be able to share and um, I'd, uh, I'm just so excited to interview today's guest. Today's guest is Kyung Cha, uh, uh, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, Kyung Cha, Charlie, Charlie Shu. welcome Charlie.
1: Hi. How are you? Oh, man, I'm um, very good. Thanks for, thanks for having me today. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting the look, Kirkus, the Sub-Zero. Is it Sub-Zero's podcast?
0: Sub-Zero yeah. Coffee Podcast. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to have um, the times with you guys. And let's talk about the competitions and anything you guys are interested in, um, curious. And I'm happy with that today.
0: Oh, well we're even happier, Charlie. And I, I should say anyong because you've taught me you've taught me a few Korean words. Well I know two Korean words ever since yeah. knowing you and that is an and Gamsa <laughs>
1: Annyeong, hi. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, um Alright, before we get into the coffee stuff, I'm going to we as always on the podcast, we always like to introduce the, the person behind the coffee professional so Charlie, tell, yeah. I want to I want to yeah. know about a bit more about you you're you Korean uh, so where were you born?
1: Um, I was born in Busan. is a second city of South Korea, uh, such as Melbourne. So um, yeah, I'm I'm in Busan now. So yeah. I'm I'm back to home.
0: <laughs> and I, 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 um, I, tra- I was lucky enough to travel to Korea a few years ago, and I know Busan a little bit. I stayed at Hyundai Beach, I think it's pronounced, and um, mm. yeah, great mm. city. And I uh, got to go to Momo's Coffee, but I'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment. And so, Charlie, okay. when you were young, so you're, you're th- how old are you now?
1: Uh, no, I'm 32. Fuck me! You're, like, what is
0: what is it with yeah. people looking so young that come on this podcast? You you look about twenty two, and I like I, I'm the one that. <laughs> what is your? I need to ask your skincare routine so later on. But what was <laughs> when you were a younger, Charlie? What were some of the things that you were interested in?
1: Well, I wasn't interested in coffee, of course, when I was young. Um, I think I was interested in exercising and playing outside with friends, hanging out all the time outside activities were most interesting things to me and when I grew up in you know the high school also I really didn't study very hard I studied but I really didn't enjoy the studying Um, instead of I just you know used to enjoy the playing basketball and play taekwondo those things you know Um, and should I talk about my university story as well
0: (laughs) Yeah, go go university. for it. Did you study also, in Korea? I
1: made, yeah, I made. Yeah, yeah. I I study. I studied um, the security service in Busan, uh, in university for four years. And at the times, my the goal was presidential security service agent. So I prepared for that, and I studied really hard. And I entered. Um, you know the Korean. The South Korean has to go to um, the military service. You well, know, I was just to, I was just Army about or, to
0: mention. So there's mandatory Korea, uh, military yeah. service for everyone in Korea, and the, the only other country I know of that does that is Israel. So it's yeah. like, something we don't have yeah. to do in Australia mm-hmm. or anywhere. Most other countries abroad. So tell me more mm-hmm. about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Korean boys have to join the armies to do this military service for almost two years. It now it's less than two years as a private soldiers, but. I didn't want to do it, so just I chose the, um, the military service as a job, so professional soldier, because the is a real related to my major, the security service. So one of the uni, one of the troop, uh, there is the create um, the presidential security uh, the service with them. We uh, one of the military the base they work with them. So I wanted to do it, so I just applied it, um, and I joined the, the troop. So the, my main duty was the protecting the presidential um, president of the South Korea. So I did it as a military service. As a mandatory service, it was a four years. So I had the times of four years as a professional soldier. And but I also didn't enjoy doing that. Um, I realized that I really it's not for me uh, after just three months that I joined from the times I joined the military. so. I didn't regret but it was really difficult to get used to the society of the military service and uh I was really we had this time to struggle. So I really need to think through about my next plan and after I got discharged from the military because I already decided to get out of the military service after four years, uh, because I already knew that it, it wasn't it wasn't for me. So and at the times so i was thinking about what i like and what i should do after this military service and i realized that i really enjoy going to the cafes in my free time with my friends by myself um yeah so, so okay. i just thought I came up with the ideas like i should open my cafe it will, it will be great in my imagination so I just started studying the coffee the, from the theory, coffee theory, so reading, reading the books, so those things. And, so at what age was this? Um, hmm? uh,
0: uh, at what age did your uh, interest in coffee develop? So, you, were, so you're, uh, you probably finished school when you were what, 18, then joined the military, you're in the military for four years, did you say, did you security services study? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. so so what age are we now? Sort of like uh, 22, 23, that's when you're starting to get interest, interested in coffee?
1: Mm, well, how old was I? It's like 24, around.
0: 24,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 23 or 24, yeah. So when I read the coffee books and I thought, I realized that, oh, this is quite, you know, it's very valuable and worth to study because you, for me, it was very deep. There are lots of things to study, and it's not just the coffee drinks. It's from the coffee seed, you know. It's the lots of things I need to study. So it actually stimulated to my something like passion and interest. then I got on the fire in my mind, so I just kept studying and also went to many cafes. The owner to have some chats about coffee industry I was always interesting. I didn't know that much, so I needed some advice from them. And I decide to learn the coffee actual, the practical things from the so one of the cafe in Seoul because it was close to my military base. Which cafe was this? So it's a Soma. It's a, the the name is a Soma that I recommend you to go. Uh, you know when you went to Korea, mm. yeah, the, I, I'm not sure if you remember or yeah.
0: I probably did go there. I I remember going to Center yeah, Coffee yeah, no. and mm. um. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it was it was a little bit far from the where you are, so I think you didn't make the time to go there. But anyway. Yeah, I hear you. I was yeah.
0: just asking you about yeah. um at what point after you uh after you sort of developed an interest in coffee, did you just decide to move to Australia?
1: Uh because the the teacher, so I, I can I will I'll call him teacher, because my teacher I learned from him. So my teacher actually gave me the advice to think about going to going overseas for getting experience coffee industry because he's quite old. He's like my parents' uh, generations, and because I'm I'm young, uh, he thought it's it's good for me to go overseas to open my eyes in coffee industry, not just you know stuck in the Korean industry coffee industry. So. Um, so he gave me the advice to think about it and I also wanted to you know get experience living overseas as I didn't have experience so I, I, I accepted advice and I study English and coffee at the same time and I learned from I learned from him um, to how to roast beans and coffee theory it's more about the material not just the drink as coffee industry coffee material, those things, so he taught me how to distinguish good things and bad things and those things. And so I really, as a fundamental uh, coffee, basic stuff, I got from him. So I, when I came to Australia after the military service, it was the, the end of April of 2016. Um, I needed times to get used to the English-based culture and Australian culture and the language, the expressions were totally different to what I, you know, practice in Korea because I, especially Korean people are used to the American accents, the American expressions, the English, but Australian accent and expression, some, you know, our vocabularies, those things quite different to American style. So it was, for me, it was, really difficult to understand. What, what, are, some your, what so are some of your what are some of your
0: favorite Australian words that you that are sort of typically Australian that you've learned?
1: Uh, like a, a hi how are you made a good day mate. and like <laughs> very very uh, you have a Able or something like that. It's very difficult in the beginning. It's like... I I expect you know when I go to cafes, I I expect they they would say, oh what are you looking for or what would you like? or something like that. But uh, when I got the first first the, the sentence was, "What I after?" But I didn't really understand what I after the meaning of the what I after, because we in Korea is no one say that actually mm. we don't really use that you know because we are we are because we are you know not really overseas English experience so uh, those things yeah it's not.
0: All right, so all right, let's go back to your Charlie's Coffee Story now. So I'm gonna, yeah, y- yeah. You spent a few years uh, in Australia working at a few small little cafes, and then at one of those cafes is where you and I met. And who, do you, do you want to tell the story, or should I tell the story of how we met?
1: Mm, let's see if we, if we, what you remember and what I remember is the right. same or not. So all right, you, you you go you first.
0: first yeah. No, 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 you go first.
1: i <laughs> Me, me first. All right. Um, so after I came to Australia, anyway, I I, um, I worked at many different styles, many different kind of cafes. And one of the cafe I was working was Bawa Coffee in Hotham. So Bawa Cafe was using the Duke's Coffee. Uh, and the, I was supposed to, to work at the end of the shop of the Bawa from the previous owner. But the, one of the guy took over the shops and they changed the coffee beans to St. Ali. And the first day of the day, I started using the St. Ali. Uh, the manager, previous manager wanted me to work for just one day. And I just accepted and I just work. Uh, it was unexpected the times to work there, but I just, okay, I say, yes, I work. And I met Kirk, because Kirk was head barista of saying Ali at the time. I didn't know that you he were head barista, but I thought just, okay, the so one of the new barista, I didn't realize, I didn't recognize he's uh, related to saying Ali. And then we worked together, and we talk about coffee, and then you, Kirk, you want me to uh, set up the single origin coffee? And I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and I dialed in the single origin coffee. And then you, uh, Kirk uh, dial in this blend coffee and we start uh, the first day of a new power with St. Ali coffee bean. And then we work together for I think seven or eight hours. And we talk about coffee and we talk about each other as well. And then uh, I we talk about the sensory lab because I apply the sensory lab uh, at the end of time and it wasn't, you know, uh, I wasn't get a jobs. So, he said, You can apply for the jobs, uh, St. Ali. And he said, Okay. Uh, but St. Ali is a big company. I don't think they will hire me. And they say, No, we, we, we do it. And then I, I, I choose the person, and then, who are you? And I'm head of <laughs> of St. Ali. That's why you said, Okay. Also, so, okay so you uh, have authority to hire someone. Okay. I, I choose my. So you said, I choose the person who I work together okay you can you can apply and then i applied and then you hire me so i got a job setting staying up that's well, what the story yeah well and you're exactly right and yes. i
0: think uh, i remember from that day that yeah. like you were you were very you're a very good worker and i could tell that you wanted to learn a lot about coffee and 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 to be honest if someone is bad yep. at making coffee but they have the right attitude yep. My my yep. my approach has always been I will hire you because you can t- you can teach with a you can teach someone with a good attitude, and uh, I like I like an under- underdog story. And you were you're, um, I could tell about you that you always just wanted to learn more and more and more about coffee, mm. and uh, your yep. your latte art was good. And when when we. Um, when we brought you on at San Ali it was a lot We you got to work with Shinsaku Fukuyama who obviously would have taught you a lot yep. you got to work with some really good people you know Matt Perger was there and you know and there was so many so many other good um, talented people but you're exactly right Charlie and I think it's uh, it's it was funny that day. You said, "Oh, but oh, no one will hire me. Well, why would Saint Olly hire me?" I said, "Well, I make the decisions, mate." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was, a, it was it was just a it was an awesome experience. And you worked. Um, I got to say, Charlie, you worked so hard when you got there, and you became. And I think, like, I think this this may sound to some a smack of arrogance and. Maybe it is, but I think if you wanted to learn how to be a better barista, Saint Ali was one of the best places in the world, you could go and work. Because it's the unique combination of you've got to make so many coffees in one day, they all have to be really good. And you just get so many things thrown at you from different directions. And I think that's um and if you want to compete as a barista, they'll support you. If you wanna if you wanna move in ahead in your career, you know, that's the, that's a really good place to go. And so um but yeah, it was a, it was a great, and you've gone on to do some truly wonderful things since then, Charlie. And uh, some things will go on uh, that I'd love to ask you about. So, but it was there that you. I remember. I remember very clearly. You, you and I sat down one day, and you said to me, "Oh, yeah, I, I want to compete in the cup tasters competition. Can you help me?" And then all I had to do was just get your coffee, which was easy. And then um, you just yeah. Well, I'll tell me tell me more about your recollection or your memory of that.
1: Oh yeah, so actually at the BAWA when we were working, I already mentioned that I'm interested in the, cup, the competing cup tests, but on the times I didn't really start the actual the training because I didn't know how to do it. And I just need to gather the, all the information for the prepare, preparing for the training. And one of the the member, uh, Alicia, she was working at the roastery of the St. Ali, but she jumped in the, the, the what is it, the St. Ali bar one day and then we talk about it and she was she was competing uh, 2019 National coffee Championship. And after you finished it, can you please let me know how to uh, train? in? And she said, yes, sure. And it was the one of the things happened and the other things related to you, Kirk. And I asked you uh, if I can get some the coffee beans for the training, because as I needed lots of the different diverse coffee beans for my training and Kirk was Always, you know, support me and always, he, he you, you gave me the, the lots of the beans, the leftovers. We don't use it anyway, so I can use that for the training, those are stuff and yeah, it was as why you say you're right because I also as a Burster the experience it was really good because there are lots lots of the different coffees that I can experience, you know, when I work and also at the same time there are lots of the many uh, talented bursters and people, so I can get the impressions and. Uh, inspirations from them as well the attitude and their their knowledge those stuffs I really was lucky that I chose you know um to get in the same audience. also you chose me you hired me which is you are really your intuition and you have the good eyes you know to choose people so I really enjoyed the working at Saint Ali. Too.
0: But yeah. you know, when when you were there, you really helped us um, you really helped us drive new things forward because I think at Saint Ali, we were one of the first um, cafes in Australia to start doing frozen coffee. We kept it kind of low key, we kept it a bit of a secret, but we in Melbourne, we were one of the first cafes to have, you know, 15 coffees on the menu at one time. And you know, that might sound like in mm-hmm. nowadays that sounds like a very little, but back then it was quite a lot and Um, when we were a busy, busy cafe and you only had three people on and to make it work was really, really challenging, but we did. And you were one of the people that really helped me the most sort of pursue that. And then uh, from then I got the inspiration for this, which is Sub-Zero Coffee and, but, um, yeah, and it's quite uh, interesting that you mention Alicia Feng there. So Alicia now um, has been very successful in her own right. She's got a cafe called Calair, which is in Fitzroy in Melbourne, That mm-hmm. one of the best cafes probably in Australia, maybe even the world. Um, and yeah. she's doing a very good job, and, and obviously she taught you. Um, she, she helped you quite a lot. But let's forget about St. Ali. Forget about me. Let's talk about Charlie and Cup Tasters now. So – You were, yeah. you started the journey, was that in 2019 that you started?
1: Yeah, the February, from February 2019, I started the training.
0: And so, what's the, what's the training like? Because I only remember seeing you do it, you know, every single day. And did you train every single day?
1: Not every single day, but very regularly, like, at least Two or three times a week yeah regularly just keep training.
0: and you didn't stop that from the time that you started until the world cup tasting competition did you
1: yeah except the time yeah no except the times in the middle of the the lockdown because I couldn't couldn't get got out of, of the home uh, except the, the lo- some lockdown times and yeah all mm. the times I practiced.
0: Yeah right, and so, yep. you, in if I recall correctly, throughout the whole um, throughout the whole competition in Milan, you didn't miss one cup. So um, for yep. anyone, I, I don't I don't I don't know heaps about cup tasters, to be honest, Charlie. But it's obviously yep. differentiating different cups of coffee. How many how many cups on the table in the World Cup tasting competition?
1: Uh, on the on the table 20, 24 cups
0: and how many yes, different it's coffees a, it's the same
1: this, hmm. how many different coffee um, we don't have any information about the coffee to serve on the table but I reckon at least 10 different kind of coffee were there on the table
0: and so like I've done plenty of yeah. cuppings and it, it can be really really difficult to tell you know 3 coffees apart let alone 24 um, so it's obviously a really, yeah. It's. it's a, you would have had to train your palate. Was there anything else besides just sort of tasting that sort of assist you in your training? Like, so did you have a different diet? Did you try tasting other things? Did you cup different waters? What Like, what else assisted you?
1: Um, for the regional competition and national competition, I had a food diet before two weeks from the competition day, but these times so for the world, I couldn't do that because it happened in Milano, which is the overseas. I've never been to Italy, and I don't really, you know, cook at home. So I only knew that I couldn't keep the food diet, so I just gave up on that. It's- I just just focused on the training stuff. and because I just trust myself through uh, national competition and regional competition because uh, all the, each competition is all first ever experience to me because it's the first the first uh, competition the experience so I I never know I never knew that the feeling how I would feel on the stage so it's not about just your ability or skills it also at the same time your mental maintenance maintenance is also very important um, so yeah so um, and the different water, different grind size, different different types of coffee beans, all the things that I used for the training for for last three years. Um, but mainly anyway, triangulation is one of the sensory skills to identify the difference on the, the out of the three cups. So one cup is different and the other two cups are the same, so you need to identify the one of the different cups. So this is kind of the training your palace, uh, increase your the sensitivity of the thresholds, so make real really, really low from uh, for yourself, then you can identify very small differences on the, the table um, of the cup from the coffee in your uh, routine as well, when you drink coffee, even so if it will help me tell me a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. And all right, so I think I was it's it's pretty incredible that you won, you know, the Cup Tasters your first year. Not a lot of people can do that. First year regionals yep. you won, first year nationals that you yep. won in Australia and first year worlds. And cup tasters for those listening um that haven't competed or haven't really been interested in the field or first time listening to the podcast, of all three, of 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 all four, so you've got barista competition you got brewer's cup competition latte art competition and cup tasters cup tasters is the most popular so whenever whenever uh, the registrations open for cup tasters in australia they're always sold out within minutes yeah. i think i think they even sold out and you didn't get a ticket and then you is that is that right you missed out on a ticket and then they've released more and you got one is that what happened
1: yeah yeah i failed i failed to get the, the the southern region ticket in the beginning, and I just bought the, from uh, the the purse purse ticket, but they released the extra tickets in southern region, and I got it. So, yeah,
0: yeah right. That's so, you, awesome. so you almost missed out. So that that's another little sub story. Yeah, to I this.
1: almost, almost missed it.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's very mm-hmm. hard to even get a registration or or a place in this competition because the demand is so high, and and of course, ASCA being a Australian Specialty Coffee Association being a volunteer organization you do have to put a limit on some of these things and, and you know have to be realistic about running the competition. So it's, it's hard to even get a ticket to the, to the cup tasters. And then of, of course, um, in barista, you, you, there's 12 tickets that are available for each state and, uh, in Australia. And there's never, there's never 12 baristas that compete. So, and there's more that are in cup tasters. So, uh, you you're, you came from a larger pool of candidates. It was your first year. You you did the one, two, three regional, national worlds. Won them all. So congratulations on that. Um, how Thanks. do you how do you feel? Because I've watched you train as hard as you have, put as much effort as you have into this. How do you feel at the end of all that? Like little Charlie, you know, started at Barwa when we met, and now you're working with the Honor Coffee Group, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, and you've done so many different good things in between. How do you feel? What like what's life been like for you since you won?
1: Well, I've feel... been I'm, I'm feeling now very complex too. Um, it's good because the reason why is the complex is because um, I this time I came back to Korea after the competition because of the Australian border is closed. So I applied for. The traveling exemptions four times with all the letters that document essential documents from the organizations and hosts, and even ACT. The minister Andrew Bar, I think, yeah, he also uh, wrote the re- letter for the owner company and myself. So, but have all the documents are, are rejected by uh, Home Affairs Department. Um, so I had to make a decision. Just to compete this year or next year. Otherwise, I compete uh, this time. I had I had to go back to Korea. So, but I chose that one. Um, so I'm now in Korea. Uh, even though I represent Australia, but I'm I had to back yeah go, come back to Korea. But I don't think I don't take it as a negative. It's good. It's good for me to be honest um, because. I hadn't been to Korea for the last three years because of the COVID as well. Um, so now I'm having the very nice time and chilling out with my family, friends, and by myself, even because I just finished a very big event and I, I feel a little bit, you know, my tension was very maxim- maximized and now it's a little bit relaxing. So, which it is good. Um, but I'm thinking now for the next plan, what I should do, uh, biggest, biggest decision will be staying in Korea or going back to Australia after I, you know, figure out all the visa stuff. Um, so I'm in the middle of the way to making decision. Um, at the same time about the competition, um, it was really great opportunity for my the entire life because it's not, it's quite rare opportunity to you know, compete on the world stage as a coffee person. So it was really, I feel honored to compete with the, all the best competitors. This time, the, all the competitor was really—they are really amazing. They are very good skill. They have a really good skill and they are nice people. I learned a lot of things. I got so many good in, impressions from cup tasters and brewers and barista, the, all the competitors too. Um, so. It's quite complex in a good way. That's what I'm feeling now.
0: Yeah, and and just touching on the visa stuff. So you're on a student visa. Uh, so you were you were studying uh, in Australia, yeah. and um, the for those listening who in Australia and from outside of Australia, the the visa process in Australia is really in a lot of ways it's very unfair and it's very um, very punitive to people who travel to Australia. So under the student visa, Charlie could only work. Um, 40 hours a fortnight, so 20 hours per week, which is not enough work to sustain yourself while you're studying in Australia. The cost of living is very high. So it's very, very hard for students to basically survive in Australia. A lot of students have to do things like drive Uber, and which is, you know, it's a different type of employment, and um, and very, very, very punitive. And so now um, Australia's shut its borders to the rest of the world for the best part of 18 months, and... Um, and and now the op- now the border's open but for whatever administrative reason Charlie is actually banned from coming back to the country and it's really quite horrible, and it, it to me, it's very unfair, because you've won a, a a title for Australia, so you're a World Cup-tasting champion, and you won it as an Australian. It's absolutely goddamn ridiculous to me that you can't come back, and a lot of people are really, really angry about it, Charlie, and it's good to see that you're you know taking the positives out of it, and, and that you're v- relatively calm and relaxed, mm-hmm. but... You know, for me, it's very upsetting because you want to want a title for us, and you should be welcome back to us with open arms. And also, you've got your your partner Luna here as well, who you're separated from because she's in Australia, and and if she leaves Australia, then you know she may suffer the same thing. And uh, you know, you've both made a great life here. And you know, so pursuant to that, you've also received a sponsorship from um, from. On like an offer of sponsorship from Honor to be able to to come back as well, and the government's rejected that. So it's really um, really quite bizarre, and I really hope that the Australian government sorts the shit out and uh, allows Charlie to 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 come back and 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 um, you know be part of us. Did you just drop out for a moment there, Charlie, and you came back?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, um, it all worked out Wi-Fi. real well. Yeah, because of wi- <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, but um, tell us a bit more about the time at Honor Coffee. So it's obviously a very special special place to work if you want to be a competitor. They seem to win everything in Australia all the time. So um, what was it like being around Mm -hmm. Sasha Sestic and Sam Cora and Hugh Kelly and and all those wonderful people when you were in Milan and and training in Melbourne as well?
1: Uh, Honor Coffee was, I I, I joined the Honor teams in the middle of the, the COVID decisions when the, the one of the lockdown the, got the lift and they opened up the, in Melbourne and I joined the, the owner team. Um, after that, on, uh, Melbourne actually, because of the, the lockdown, lots of the lockdown uh, in Melbourne, the, the function, uh, the, the operating was quite struggling because it's they just finished the lockdown and just locked down again and finished that it again. It's, so it's just they keep you know happening. So it was really difficult to organize and maintain the the good good quality of the service and the what I want to show. But Devin and the Toms there, the Matthew, is so everyone everyone really, you know, they try to make it best as good as we do we we could. So we in the meanwhile and I, my training, personal training, it was more like my personal training, the triangulations. and, but owner also support me a lot of the coffee beans like the Ali, so I really got the lots of things from the owner as well, and they support me, they use me to use the, the shops and training rooms, whatever I want, so all the same, it's like, uh, Ali and ONA, they really support me, uh, so, it's, that's a Quite good points. As um, I worked it for the good companies and big company, um, that was the one of thing. And Shasha, Sam, Hugh, we we are in the Milano this time. And Shasha, especially, he support me a lot, um, and he gave me the lot of the advice. we talk a lot, and he's really good leader. I think Shasha, I. Is because i'm my base is in melbourne so i really didn't have the much time to connect with the people on our in sydney and canberra but after we finished the national competition australian national competitions yeah all the competitors uh, melbourne sydney canberra the all the competitors we we are invited that we talk about uh, each other that so we talk about we just had a, the good workshops for uh, three days and we got really uh, close to each other and then we shared all the opinions and of thought about coffee industry and competition, those things. I really enjoyed it. So thanks to the times, I also had a big love from the owner and I also got to know the more about the owner company and the, the people there and what what they what want to do it in coffee industry, those things. And also this time, milano shasha talk about the owner's value vision what they want to do in coffee industry those things i got so much impressions to be honest um and shasha also gave me he wanted to give me the order opportunity uh as long as i wanted. even even though i have to go back to korea but if you know i can come back to australia I still have an opportunity to work with them and so so Shasha is really nice guy and he's very um very understanding person as a leader, so that was quite touching to my heart so really I really love the owner company and the shasha Sestik and all the all the people there
0: yeah. Well, there it is a there are there are a brilliant bunch of people and uh, and you know lucky enough to know them personally as well and uh, I must say all my interactions have been quite good. Charlie, you're in um, you're in Busan and I, it just it just reminds me of when I when I went to Busan. I went to Momo's Coffee and um, the home of the 2019 or 20 World Brewster Champion Jun Jion. Um, when yeah. I went, it was funny that when. The coffee culture is quite different in Korea to Australia. Like when I went there, I had uh, I asked for I think five different coffees. I went and ordered most of the coffees that they have on the menu, and the 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 girl at the counter looked at me and said, "Are you sure? Are you going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you drink that many coffees?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." And then I think I had a um I think I had my Saint Ali tote bag or something, and they recognised it. And then we got to talking about coffee and and um. Hmm. And then they like started give me free bags of coffee. It was great, but that's a you've been hanging out with the Momo's crew a little bit of lately. Of late, how's that been going?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Momo's is also very good company to it's, They have a very similar point as owner because it's in different country, uh, different people, but what they want to do is actually very similar as what owner wants to do in coffee specialty coffee industry. So um, I got an offer from the Momos too, to be honest, because my next steps is that um, I want to work in, as a, a green bean buyer or QC quality controller. Anyways, any positions related to dealing with the green bean as a coffee material. So that's what I'm more interest, most interested in and willing to learn willing to get experience. So Momos also can give me the opportunity in their positions as well as the owner has a project origin. So I'm a little bit, yeah, very, very, uh, that makes me really difficult, you know, to make a decisions. And because both, both company, each company has really the nice, nice similar points, which is very attractive, very, to me. Um, it's, and also at the same time, I'm in Korea now and my family and friends all here. Um, but I, I came to Korea, but my career, coffee career started from the Melbourne, Australia. I don't have any experience to work in coffee industry in Korea. So I need to get coffee career experience in coffee in Korea as well. That's what I think, um, and also, it's more, to be honest, for me to more comfortable and more a little bit easier to to express the, what I want to do in the coffee industry um, because it's my country. So um, and also, most there are really nice people there, and they have a passion and they want, they love what they do. Um, it's not just about work; it's their the dream goal. Yeah, in, uh, contributing to the cup industry, the good things, bringing good things from overseas into Korea. Those things makes me more, um, uh, more thinking as a positive. So.
0: Well, mate, that's, uh, I'm, I feel very happy for you. And to be honest, you're spilling a lot of uh, really juicy goss on the Sub-Zero podcast. It's like, you know, w- it's the speculation of what Charlie Chew's going to do. Oh, where's he going to go? Will he choose Honor? Will he choose uh, momos You know, find out that, you know, this is great for podcasting. But um, yeah, I, I had much of the same impression. And, um, you know, I think Momo's are some of the best roasters, roasters for filter coffee in the world. You know, when I think good filter coffee, my top 5 roasters you know somewhere in there is momo's coffee you know probably an honor as well coffee collective modogram over in the in canada and what's one more one more really good coffee roaster um for filter coffee oh i can't think now there's there's so many goddamn good ones but um probably probably uh Stuff that Ben rose from Genovese, you know, who used to roast for Sub Zero, so maybe it's a bit biased, but they were they were also really good. But Momo's, they they they're really really good, and I think, um, you know, we were some of the first people to bring uh, Momo's coffee to Australia at, at Sub Zero, so you know, just a little plug there. But um, Charlie, I think uh, I think I've asked you and you've answered every question I've had, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the podcast here, but. It has been such a so good to to talk to you and and I, I must say, as someone who um, who knew you along your journey and and got to see you right at the very beginning of your t- cup tasting sort of journey, it's been an absolutely incredible uh, experience to know you. And to be honest, it's inspired me to to want to do more myself in competition and and in coffee and seeing you grow and. I'm incredibly proud of you mate and um and you've done so well and I really wish you whether whether you decide to stay in Korea or come back to australia, it really doesn't matter. you'll kill it wherever you are and I'm just so proud to have known you and and yeah you've you, you've you've made me so happy charlie thank you
1: oh, it's, it's my pleasure and i really'm um, happy today to uh, be invited in your uh, podcast and and thanks for the having me and yeah.
0: Well, nice Charlie. With that, I will say, "Gum sabnida."